You are listening to Stax Radio Show only on WSGS New Orleans. Dragon Quest Eleven, such a yummy, tasty treat. More like Dairy Queen. All right, all right. Recording live on Saturday, September eighth, twenty eighteen. I'm John. I'm Adam. This is Manders. Tony Baloney. Tropical storms and hurricanes beaten up on the southern half of the United States, but the internet lives on. Headlines for things we missed this week. Iron Fist Season 2 on Netflix is released. Adam, how many categories out of five for you? Wait, wait what? <laughs> what? Any interest in Something on Netflix? How many categories out of <laughs> How many categories out of five? Tropical storms and hurricanes beating up on the southern half of the United States. Oh, oh. oh okay. How much well, strength the... of hurricane level? Got it. <laughs> well... So the tropical storm came and it shut down work for two days, which was, which was great. But no rain came. There was no rain. There was no wind. It was just a sunny day for two days. Yep, I didn't even get to close. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, because John, you you weren't here. So, yeah, the hurricane came and uh, we got out of work early. So I went home and bought a daiquiri and enjoyed the day prepped everything for a storm where I just picked some stuff up around the house, picked up stuff that would go flying everywhere. And the next day came and it was a beautiful day. And that was it. Yeah. We didn't Mm. close our building. That was like the thing we might, the building might close and it's like, it's never nothing. Mm. (laughs) Manders. A little salty about it. Iron Fist season two on Netflix. How many categories out of five for you? So I still haven't finished Jessica Jones season two. (laughs) I haven't even gotten to Luke Cage season two. And I hated Iron Fist the first time it came around. So it gets um it gets a tropical wave out of it. Ooh. Tropical wave out of five. It's not even a category. It's it's it didn't even it it barely registers. I, I also haven't watched any of the season twos aside from Daredevil. So I don't I don't have much of a stance on Iron Fist season two. No hype for Iron Fist season two. There's, there's well, no hype. I'll take a look. I'll take a look next weekend. I'll report right. back. I'm just hope I'm hoping that guy got a few acting classes between Iron Fist season one and, and season two. Well and Defenders. For, yeah. for when yeah. I event Yeah and def- yeah in between Defenders. <laughs> Actually, I think he was worse in Defenders than he was in season one. Yeah, but everybody else carried him. It was because he was such a, a huge role in that show, and that was that was a bad move. Mm-hmm. Was- well, uh, Nintendo Switch Direct delayed it in Japan due to earthquake. Sympathies it- and condolences to all the people in Japan who are dealing with that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It took me so, a minute to realize that the categories that you were doing a bit with, uh, with, with categories of a hurricane and disasters. All right. Well, now that we're all cut up, let's start the show. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no. So there was a, so, okay. So an earthquake happened and I was really excited about a Nintendo direct happening and that got delayed, which was not great. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of wanted to hear more about Nintendo switch online stuff. Um, yeah. And um and and I guess I guess that'll come next week or so. But did they uh? Well, so what cities got affected? I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. 
Uh, where's the where's the Nintendo Direct usually come from? Uh, Nintendo probably Nintendo headquarters, so like Kyoto. Mm. Yeah, so I'm sure they had a lot of people that just weren't able to to get that out. Mm-hmm. That is a very mountainous region. So for the other Switch owners, what are you wanting to see in a most uh, uh, newest Nintendo Direct? Um, uh, I definitely, yeah, I definitely want to see. I want to know what they're going to do with the online. I want some more clarity around the games they're going to be pushing and how that whole system works. Um, but you know, it's 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 twenty bucks a month, whatever it is. I'm going to be signing up for it. Oh, twenty bucks! I think it's, so. It's uh, it should be twenty, 20 bucks, bucks a, a year. year. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I meant. So like, regardless, yeah, I wouldn't sign up for it for twenty bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, they, they definitely need to come out with more information. Uh, mm-hmm. Cloud saves is, you know, that's good. I want to know what else they have. I'm sure they have other nuggets that they're holding back, but they really need to come out with that information to get people excited about this service because I don't know if I want to pay $20 a year just for cloud saves and to be able to play five NES games that I could play literally on a calculator or any other platform that has batteries. Yeah, honestly, that's the um, that's the thing. Is like when they first announced this whole thing, I was pretty heavy into Splatoon. Um, I was playing things like Rocket League on my Switch, and so I was getting online a lot more than I am now. So I mean, that that, that is a good point. That I don't, I I really have not been spending a lot of my time on my Switch online it's been single player i've been playing like things like hollow knight and um i was playing octopath traveler until recently <laughs> do you think the you think the online environment is you gotta figure it's gonna get worse um when switch online drops when it comes to player base on some of these uh online focused games like mario kart and splatoon and arms you know if anybody's still playing arms do you now want to fork over money to pay to continue to play arms for uh whatever three ninety nine a month or twenty dollars a year? I don't really see it being a huge I don't see it being a dip necessarily in player base just because people are already used to paying those yearly services or those online services for things like Xbox and PlayStation. Um and this being really the most insignificant um payment option when you when you level all those together uh, yeah i just i don't see it being a huge deal yeah but those other services offer you a lot more it's as true, far as uh like content yeah so i uh, that's i really want to see what else they have under the hat you know and maybe if if on uh, <laughs> I, I i really want to see super nintendo games and some type of like Netflix type library where I can play like back catalog stuff. And that's hopefully that's that'll be like a new iteration of like virtual console. And that would be fantastic. That's what they need to do. But if they come out the gate and they say, you know, we have these five NES games and now we have these. Here's the other 15 NES games that are coming out. And yeah, if it has a com- if it has a compelling online uh, functionality, maybe but man, do I really want to play Super Mario Brothers again? I mean, or the original Mario Brothers and like 
the original Legend of Zelda and you Ice can Hockey. Find it on on a dozen different sites right now. <laughs> it's just exactly. constantly in the background. Exactly. Like the 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 SNES is where where the good you know where good stuff is going to start coming out for people to play. Yeah. You know what they need to do is they need to take that uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past randomizer mod, and that's just that's just the online like implement that into the virtual console on the Switch with like an online leaderboard. I think Nintendo would move to shut that down before they ever <laughs> made it part of their server. It's so good though. Yeah, I've I've watched a couple of streams on that. It's really interesting. Hmm. Uh, we'll keep listening. Last headline of the week, Spider-Man PS4 is released to generally favorable reviews. Tony, I know you've been looking out for it. How many categories out of five for you? I mean, where I'm at right now, I I, I got to give it a five. I mean, it's cat five. It's blown me away. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I, I thought you guys were going to let that one go, but... <laughs> Honestly, um, you know, like I, I won't sit here and say the game is without its faults. I mean, I don't think any. I've never played a game in my life that's without its faults that I can't find something to nitpick. But you know, when I, if I'm looking at this as far as the impact it's given me over the last two days, I haven't gotten this from a game in a very long time. I mean, I just I think seven hours just went by from this morning till we I jumped on this podcast. And I didn't even notice it changed to dark outside. <laughs> oh, oh man, what I mean, is it? What is it about it? Um, that, that brings you back. I mean, okay, like if you played, if you played the GameCube Spider-Man Two, um, you'll remember some of the great things about that. Obviously, everybody's talking about how how well how well um, crafted the web sling is and the travel. Um, and just the combat is is really intuitive and and fun to do but you know and for the most part it's 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 like an arkham game where you know you're really getting in the shoes of a superhero and but it's it's got that same formula but where i'm really feeling the impression is in the the minor details that are everywhere i mean just uh how responsive your character is uh, just to every single movement, you know, like you learn that controller very quickly and you learn mm -hmm. what every, you know, and every single button has a really, really important purpose, you know, X square, triangle, circle, L2, R2, like everything has, does its own thing. And they move in this like fluid motion that just allows you to customize how you're moving around and how you're reacting to every situation. So like I'm constantly doing things where I had to pause and just go, Holy shit, that that was cool, <laughs> and like I controlled every second of it. I mean, ah, you're, cool. You're doing, you're doing cinematic things that I've never seen in a video game, and you're control like you know, yeah, you have quick time events. You know, you have, you guys have probably seen from the footage. You know, a lot of the uh, cutscenes are are established quick time events, but what you don't really realize until you're playing is how seamless those cutscenes are with the fully controlled gameplay and how those quick time events where they're not just thrown in they're they're there to establish very they're there to establish modes of control for the player so they don't feel like they're losing control of the care of spider-man while they're you know 
fighting a helicopter as they're going through a city. I just did. I just got to that point in the game, and I don't know. There's just just a level of control there that I I'm loving. I appreciate mm-hmm. the level of polish that I'm seeing in, in that game. Oh, it's amazing. Just the uh, yeah, you're right. With the the web slinging, just looks fluid and just looks good. Yeah, I, I was getting. And the thing I actually, the other thing I like about it is, um, I, it's one of those easy to pick up, difficult to master things. It takes probably about ten hours to really, uh, at least I think, or you know, in the five to ten hour mark to really get a good grasp of all of the things you can do. And um, before that, it can be even a little frustrating because you don't, you're tripping up, you know, you're you're dodging when you didn't mean to dodge, and it's not like Arkham where you can press the dodge, 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 dodge button and counter people, you know, and and be fine and not lose. Um, it's like you actually have to pay attention to what the enemies are doing and which enemy you're fighting, and um, you can you can die in five seconds in that game, and so that you know, I like that. I like that there's a mm-hmm. difficulty curve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How's the finger guns? Oh, like the emote you or the little finger guns you could do to people when you're walking around. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some clips online where you can just Pretty walk great. around the city and just tell everybody, "Hey," and give them finger guns. Yes, you can. I, 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 I do that. Like, I like to land on the street sometimes and just take a break from the web sling and finger gun some people. Um, the <laughs> what, other, what does that, what does that do other than like people just start following you around? They just go, hey, what's up, Spidey? <laughs> you like finger gun them. It's the attack button. So instead of punching a citizen in the face, oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> which I think is charming. And then also, it's the first time a game has ever drawn me into um, a photo mode. The photo mode is absolutely excellent. And I mean, the game is so freaking gorgeous that you want to take screenshots constantly and you know the ps4 being really really well equipped to do those quick screenshots um you're basically instagram filtering your images and you can do like spider selfies you can do um you know just panoramic shots all this stuff and so you're going all over the city and anytime i see something cool i'm like oh gotta get a picture that's very on brand too Yeah, yeah very thematic oh it's great cool i'm gonna be playing that for like two weeks Man, did you play something new this week? What you been into? Yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, yeah. Um, I haven't been a huge fan of the series since it came out. Um, the first game I played was Dragon Quest Eight, and um, I had problems with it. Um, mainly, mainly the insane amount of grinding that you have to do, like. And that was my biggest problem with eight. Um, and then I did. You don't. You don't enjoy well-made games. I, I understand. <laughs> I, you say that, but like, <laughs> like this is not just my problem. This is a lot of people's problems who aren't right. insane like you and the Japanese. So yeah. like, um, you know, I get like, um, grinding for four hours in between dungeons, but like, not really my cup of tea. Um. And I, I played Dragon Quest Seven before, and I died where they put me in a like I was grinding to get money to buy shit, and I died against normal monsters, and I was just mm-hmm. like, "Fuck this." Um, plus, it was my 3DS, and I, you know, I don't really keep that near me enough. Um, so oh, I you got played on 3DS. Okay. Yeah. So I I uh, 
so anyway i got at dragon quest 11 on um through steam and um it's uh it's really good um there's a lot of so far there isn't like they do a lot of storytelling through doing stuff in the world like for example you go and um you're trying to break out of a castle and so you run through a dungeon except you you have to be stealthy mm-hmm. instead of like fighting stuff which was like a really cool thing that i hadn't done in a game like dragon quest 11 which is always just like you're gonna fight in our our basic as as hell um battle system or you're not you know that sort of thing um, you didn't have to be stealthy <laughs> well i i could have fought all of them and in I fact if you get if you get caught then you have to fight those guards right but like yeah yeah i i dodged them because i could and it was cool it was cool that i did that you know um and like i went in dragon quest mine and was like fighting them for the extra xp it's <laughs> so like i'm gonna get yeah level up. <laughs> I, so like you know i'm about five hours in and i already am kind of bored with the combat um which doesn't scream um that i'll be playing it for much longer but the story is really interesting um especially like like i i think the best thing that they did was at the beginning they make you climb this mountain and this is like 30 minutes in so i don't consider it a spoiler but like you're you have to prove that you're like an adult now so climb up this mountain and get this beautiful view of the world and you do that and mm-hmm. it's just like holy shit you can see like how big the world is and yeah. with that view and it's just like wow um and since they have like a jump button you can jump around towns and you can see treasure chests and you can try to go find them it's got a lot of cool change of pace stuff that makes me um enjoy it but um i did just get my ass kicked by a, a boss fight that i wasn't expecting to run into which boss so, fight was it? um like some two griffins or something oh. and i started off with like 20 health and immediately lost my main character and i was just <laughs> like oh thanks guys do you have more than eric yet or are you just um just eric just eric. that's yeah. I, I mean, unfortunately, like they, they keep you with him for a little too I, long, in my opinion. Just like with just him and your main guy, and that's so fine. like what I did was I just put the combat on auto because the first couple areas you're in, I mean, you you kill those enemies in two hits. There's really not not much you have to like pay attention to. So like I put it on auto and just then they also I uh, found a tip that we you apparently don't have to grind much in this game at all. yeah i don't think you do like you it's i i'm i'm like so far i haven't run into anything that's just made me go oh okay i i need to go level up here which you know is great um but uh but yeah i i got surprised by the boss fight which i you know the modern game says put a fucking save point in front of there you know um but so so what's the story? You said the story was good. What what's the story of Dragon Quest? So Dragon Quest Eleven story is you are the reincarnation of the Luminary, which is like some hero or something, mm-hmm. and you're gonna save the world. It's very cliche, but like um what what has made it good was 
like so a weird thing happened where you go so you at one point you're trying to get back into your hometown um because you like the the cat the country that's to the north of your hometown is like trying to like not let trying to find you because they hate the luminary or whatever so you go back to your hometown through this back route or whatever and you get there and you start talking to people and they're like this is your hometown they're like yeah i think manders is all playing with Gemma over there and i'm like what are you talking about i'm right here you know who the fuck i am and then you go see your mom and she's like who the fuck are you and you're like wait what and it turns out that like there's a fucking the the tree of life or whatever in the game has like decided to put you into the past so you can like go talk to your granddad or something and i was just like holy fuck okay so it's really it's really cliche is very cliche family or or fantasy story and then they do that yeah and i was just like wow that was that was pretty cool like i wasn't expecting that it it kept me off guard which is just not something i was expecting at all it was a turning point for me too i, I completely agree that that I was like okay because Dragon Quest has this ability to take generic elements because they've been doing, unlike Final Fantasy, their series, yes, they had, it's new stories every time, but they do essentially the same thing with those stories because it's it's one of those like don't fix what's not broken things. Yeah. Um, and But they find really interesting ways to uh, showcase those you know stories that we've seen before, but oh, here's an interesting element. Is the last hmm. boss a dragon? I don't know. I don't think I've ever beaten a Dragon Quest game. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I uh, like you said with eight. Like eight does take a. I didn't really have to grind till the very end, but it does take a decent amount of grinding. And um, that last boss is a bitch. I never beat him. And I'm only what about was that? six, seven, or seven or eight hours into this Dragon Quest. Would you recommend Dragon Quest or Octopath? Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest. Really? It's so much more interesting. Whoa. I just brought, I just uh, I just traded Octopath Traveler in. Whereas, really? Whereas, wow. Whereas, like, you know, I called I called Dra- Dragon Quest Eleven Dairy Queen Eleven because it's just such a tasty treat. But like, it's like there's there's more than just empty sugar in this, unlike Octopath Traveler. Which is wow. Boom. Octopath. Octopath hot is takes. hot takes. Hot I, I, takes. I, that, that game is soulless. Uh, I, oh. It is. It kind of is because you choose this and your you choose your protagonist and your story isn't around your protagonist at all. It's eight short stories and you're yeah. stuck with this one person. All, they're their, and they're they're and not interwoven. The dialogue, is, the dialogue is just dry. It's so dry. It's like sometimes I sit there and I go, I didn't comprehend. The last I, I've been in a cutscene for twenty minutes and I didn't comprehend a single moment of it. And now, like, why did I just sit here and do this? Like the battle system might be better, and like yeah, the battle system. I, I like I like the I like the music a lot, and the oh, pixel yeah. art's great. But like, what? Why? It's a, yeah, it's an attractive piece, but it's got no heart to me, and that's where I I just like I got. I don't know, maybe six I, characters in, and I was just like, "I'm never gonna beat this. I'm never even gonna." I I finished chapter there. one for everyone, and then they put me into the middle of the map and said, "All right, 
you complete chapter one, go find a chapter two. And I was like, but when am I going to start getting second classes for everything? And you probably had to, um, you probably had to level up more to even get to the second chapters. <laughs> Maybe by the time you, I, I was, I was on the cusp of, of being able to like challenge for them. You know, I was a little under level, yeah. but it would have been fine. But like, it's just, it was just like, man, like, what the the game was sold to me different than what it actually gave I, I or gives you know like it's it's a it's it's a game that was like this is going to be saga frontier all over yeah, again yeah so and but saga frontier has an has a story that's interwoven and you see these characters back and forth yeah I would octopath octopath puts all eight of those characters together and they never interact with each other. So what's the fucking point? It's almost like they don't even know they're in a party together. Yeah. <laughs> like like they, they're in this weird interdimensional thing where like they don't even know they don't even know about the existence of the other party members. Like that's how fucking disjointed it is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, why hmm. do you think expectations for Octopath were so high? The demo was great. It was. Yeah, I mean, you show any, you show anybody a sixteen-bit, I mean, quotations up sixteen-bit RPG in Unreal Engine. I think I lost it. I lost my shit for that. I was like, no way, this is such a good idea. And all they had to do was deliver something that was as good as you know a classic RPG. It just had to have like us pick four of those characters and make a story where has a part in the story. And then boom, you got a good game. But give me this like watery, dry dialogue that I'm like literally getting antsy to get through, and I I just I can't put eighty hours into a game like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that demo did its job selling copies. It was for um, sure. Yeah, it definitely set a, a high expectation bar from that small snippet of gameplay that was shown. Mm-hmm. And um, it it um, it got people's minds wandering of like, what else is is this game gonna have to offer? Yeah, and had and don't get me wrong, like I think the game has some good qualities, but Dragon Quest Eleven releasing in the states this month, not uh, it basically knocked it out of the out of the library for me. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna give this game the time of day. Um, so I'm just gonna just gonna say bye mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well let's just keep the rpg train going adam manners and i talked a little bit about cyberpunk last time but i don't think you were here tony no i wasn't did you watch the 48 minute gameplay demo start to finish what do you think <laughs> what do you think speaking of speaking of demos that do or don't sell games cyberpunk 2077 how many categories out of five for you? Well, I'm a skeptic when it comes to early gameplay demos. I mean, um, I again, I just talked about how I fell for the Octopath one, but it's um, just the language that the devs gave with that uh, that trailer. Like, I know some stuff's going to change. I know that's. I know we're not looking at a finished product there. We're looking at a lot that's going to be a part of the finished product, and I. I would say I feel very good about the direction they're going. So the demo appealed to me. I'd say like a four out of five. 
Hmm. Okay. Just because, you know, I don't trust early gameplay demos fully. Mm-hmm. But it's in good hands. I believe that. I was also hoping that the final product would be a little bit more. For me right now, it looks like uh, it looks a little bit like a Fallout type yeah. gameplay. Hope they'd steer a little bit in a more interesting direction than that. The we'll one see. thing I'm yeah, the one thing I'm not worried about this game is scale. I think and it does you don't really feel the scale from that trailer, I don't think. Um but I fully believe that scale is gonna be impressive. It's you know, it's gonna be huge. That city is gonna be full of life once you know we're actually able to run around in it. Um but you know, that's what they were able to showcase for right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that studio is proven to to deliver on scale and scope and um and and, and just and just good game design with the yeah. you know with the witcher 2 and the witcher 3 so i have i have high confidence that uh cyberpunk is going to be something of of some quality you know yeah and if mm. any game if any game needs though the minor details that you find in a game like the witcher 3 um it's cyberpunk like that that's a game everybody wants those minor details everybody wants to be able to interact with the environment in a game like that because you know you have games like deus ex where that's where we get we run short of the mark a little bit like that's where it's a little mm-hmm. disappointing well that's the the main that's a really big draw of cyberpunk in general when will we get to interact with this future fantasy yeah Mm-hmm. And this like dirty, gritty future fantasy where shit's gonna be really disturbing, probably for through the whole game. I mean, there was disturbing shit in that trailer alone. And yeah, I mean, there, there's disturbing shit in a in in a Witcher. You know, like I'm gonna keep drawing that comparison. I mean, I'm gonna say that that game's. I wouldn't expect that game until 2020. Easy. Yeah, yeah it probably won't yeah. come out next year. I take. It takes a lot of time to develop those types of things from what little experience I have. And I wouldn't even call it game dev experience. I was running a tabletop RPG campaign for four players. Each session was planned to be about one or two hours played like once a month. And that took so much planning, so much, so many like resources. Um, yeah just for a game that's played with words <laughs> you know right. it doesn't have to interact with any type of hardware right. or set expectations things like that it's yeah those are going to take a long time to develop well yeah and i mean and that game has to come out with just the most insane amount of polish it's it's got to be seamless it does it can't mm-hmm. be it can't be a a bethesda you know mess of glitches because it's it you know everybody would expect um i do believe that that's a feature not a bug (laughs) well how about this what if they announced the next deus ex game why is cyberpunk getting so much more excitement than something that's also a, a cyberpunk future fantasy rpg first person cd project red yeah is it all publisher i don't think it's all the publisher but Deus Ex just has this niche quality to it where 
again we're like we're exploring something it, it doesn't have i don't think this it has this aesthetic pull that um that you know uh, cyberpunk 2077 has had which is you know for me kind of squashing my anticipation for beyond good and evil too because it's like well this is something that i think is scratching that same itch and it's closer <laughs> mm-hmm. you know like i don't know it, it's just it looks impressive it's got that big budget appeal to it um which whether you like that or not i don't i don't know but for me that's that's definitely where it's coming from cool cool well, we're nearing the end of the episode. I'll pitch one more real quick question for y'all. Question for the board. Y'all, it's raining outside. It's very nice on a Saturday evening. Most memorable video game cutscenes with rain in them. With rain? With rain in them. Um, y'all, a couple minutes. But I'll, but I'll, I'll start. The most memorable for me was Death Stranding, Death Stranding trailer, where it was just Norman Reedus <laughs> walking around for eight minutes in the rain. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I was—I did not even have control in hand. I was like, "Yes, yes, <laughs> this gameplay must, is so good." Must see more actors in rain. <laughs> must see more backpacks um... in rain. <laughs> The uh, the intro cutscene to Metal Gear Solid Two. Also, that's there. mine. That was really with, good. Uh, with with too. with Snake on the bridge, oh, and yeah. uh, and 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 he's he's cloaked in the uh, in the rain poncho, and then he jumps and lands onto the tanker. That was really cool. With the music. Really, what's really funny about this is yes, you uh, you pulled another Hideo example. My example was going to be the scene from from uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 of, of Venom Snake in quiet <laughs> dancing in the rain. And, oh, don't and, spoil it. I gotta play, I gotta play 5. Don't spoil oh, it. No more spoilers. Can, no can y'all like stop being so Hideo? That's just the one I had ready to go. And then hey, I hear, he's good at it. I don't even have anything ready for this. I've I've been scratching my head. Video game with water in it? I just thought it was rain. Fun. No rain. <laughs> Any, it, it could be a cutscene. It could doesn't even. What have about to be a game what about game. just heavy rain in its entirety? What about? No. I, I tried playing that. I tried playing. I tried playing heavy rain, and I spent five minutes trying to like walk, and I was like, "Why is this so hard? It's walking." Dude, that um, game. I don't think that game's gonna age well. <laughs> it didn't. I got it. I got it. It's already not aged well. <laughs> I got it on my PlayStation Three like two months, like or like five years after it came out. I spent like like five minutes trying to walk, and I'm like, why is this so hard? Like, why do I have to press a button to walk forward? Like, it was so. Dude, mm. I I remember that being the most impressive thing on my PlayStation Three when the first time I played it. I was just like, holy crap, this is this tech is amazing this game looks fantastic and then i'm watching like streaming videos of it recently it's like what happened to this game it looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like doesn't necessarily look like shit but like yeah, certainly plays like we are shit. now oh yeah compared um, to where we are now yeah it, it plays like shit it's it's rain. not as visually per- perfect and yeah 
Is there anything in like the the Super Nintendo era that would? Ooh, I got I'm it. Trying to think. The I, the scene after you beat the Water Temple in Ocarina of Time, and you go back to Kakariko Village, and it's on fire, and then it starts raining. See, that's God. I don't even remember that. Great, but like, I don't play that. So how do you guys not remember that? I don't even remember that. I didn't play oh, the game, that's, so that's, that's why I don't remember. Let's help, let's go help play you. the game. Let's help Manders um, out. All right. Manners, let's let's help you out. Any 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 place any Super Nintendo sixteen bit rain. Didn't play. Anything? Didn't have a Super Nintendo. Um, right. So let me think about. Let me think about. Um, what about Final Fantasy Tactics? Ooh, yeah. Um, I mean, when you first start the game off, where you go rescue Agrius, but. Uh, Mm, I'm trying to think of something memorable. Yeah, the the beginning of Link to the Past. Yeah, I thought about that. Oh yeah, I thought about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the next thing you own? The PS. I think uh, I think Mm -hmm. Hideo Kojima is just the king of rain cutscenes. The king of rain. I think that's the title of Mm -hmm. the king of rain. Uh, the Song of Storms. Rain Tech uh, didn't exist on the PS2, aside from Metal Gear. I, I wanna, <laughs> as, I wanna say like maybe, like, I can't. I, I'm not sure if, um, the ending, for one of the endings for Silent Hill Two, has rain in it, but the one where the main where James goes and like kill like kills himself by going into the water at -hmm. the end that that was the first thing that came to my mind but I can't remember if there's any I think that's just fog but well it's called it's called like the 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 water ending so Uh, is that where he's in the boat uh yeah like and he just What's uh just what's your most memorable cutscene? Uh, yeah, about that. <laughs> the cut oh scene. man, <laughs> just 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 any any cutscene. Any cutscene. Before you before you fight uh Riku at Hollow Bastion, because I had to watch it nine thousand times because I kept losing. Um. Uh, you know what? My favorite. Um, would be. It's better be good. I I don't think I don't think you'll like it. Um, what is it? Well, it. Did. So when in Parasite Eve, after um, disappointing Eve. Di- <laughs> okay, asshole. Um, <laughs> after Eve destroys the um Statue of Liberty, and you go in like helicopter in, and then she's like. Sup, we're gonna fight one last time, and you just equip the stinger, and like f- the the song Femme Fatales comes on, and you're just like shooting this fucking pregnant fucking woman. Um, yeah, uh, this is weird. I, I mean, <laughs> this is what you tell to your therapist, not on a podcast. <laughs> oh my god, you, you wanted you wanted my real opinion, and then I get my made- right, it's fine. I'm not mad. I'm. <laughs> At least it wasn't Hideo Kojima, okay? Hey, yeah, that, was your, that was your so... first mistake. 
<laughs> I need to screen these questions. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I, I would have liked to think about it, honestly. Keeping cause... so keeping within the spirit for me, it's uh, it, it, there. There are two that are really memorable. So I'm gonna say uh, f- the 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 last fight with uh, with the boss in MGS three. <laughs> and they have all the leaves that are falling and everything, and then they all turn to red. Oh, there's uh, all the flowers go from white to red. Oh, uh, I got a amazing the entire game of Metal Gear Solid Four. It's just <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that end cutscene with the boss was was just was excellent. Also, uh, when when he's in that when he's in the big pipe going up the ladder, and it just like slowly like fades into oh, the man. to the uh, yeah to the theme song. Oh man! So this is our second Metal Gear Solid podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, it's it's gonna become excellent. A, so a Kojima podcast. Uh, so so a non non Kojima cutscene. I don't know. Maybe a link to the past. There you go. There's a good rain cutscene. A link to the past when uh when I Link is having his already. flashback. When he's having his flashback and the and the drawbridge comes down. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's it like Impa and Zelda are running out of the castle with the uh, uh, out of the castle running away from Ganon and she throws the ocarina at him? I, I got another one for you guys. This All one's right. better than Parasite Eve. When um, <laughs> in Final Fantasy VI, when, um, okay. when Kefka is um, sieging Cyan's castle. Yeah, decides to poison the river and he kills them all and Cyan's the only one not drinking the water. And he goes out and like challenges him with Saban. Like That's a oof. good one. That's a good one. And um, you're just like Cyan's just like the fuck, man. And he's like all in there to go and like kick ass and stuff. And it's just a powerful moment. And you also realize how fucking much of a douchebag and like evil person um your boy is. Oh yeah. That's fucking nice. villain in Final Fantasy, man. I want to take that script you just described. I just want to make a mod for FF6 and just have Manders <laughs> just recut all of the text in Final Fantasy 6. Dude, I would I would I'd play to. that. I I I'm really good at that sort of stuff. I just want to say like like I can I can simplify anything and make it just wonderful, you know. So, you know, Square Enix, if you need somebody to actually translate your shit well, Give me the gist. I'll rewrite it. Everything will be perfect, and you won't be racist with Barrett. Just there saying. you go. Just give it to there the dragon. Go. Just give it to the Dragon Quest people. They have great localizers. Uh, you know what? I disagree with that because they decided to make everybody Australia in in friggin' in the early area, and I was just like, what "They're the not fuck? Australian." Well, I don't know what that. I don't know what that <laughs> accent is. I think it's. Is. I think it's from a southern re- region of the UK. Like closer to the Wales area, but like it's, it's a dialect. Was it doing in it? Like, stop saying that. Oh, it's just, great. Oh, they're all just Cockney. It's so it's great. fine. It's fine. But like, you know, give me an American once or something. Oh my goodness! <laughs> isn't so? Isn't Eric like? I I can't peg his accent at all. It's all over the place. It's it's bad voice actor is what. It, it's a weird it's a weird accent (laughs) it's i I think it's because he can't he doesn't even know like what his like 
what his accent is. Whoever did it didn't know who the accent was that he was doing. It's just like, um, you know, uh, it, it's something. And he's like, great, uh, I'm on it. And then he switches you know because he's not he's, sure what it is. He sounds I figured it out. He sounds like Liquid Snake from Metal Gear Solid 1. He sounds it's a much like weaker, <laughs> a much weaker version of it. Yeah, he's not like, as like, po- uh, as pompous. <laughs> yeah, like because that dude would always be like, "What's going on?" You know, and just like really <laughs> going to get into this hind D now. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. He's always a little bit more like just like, um, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Well, now that we've named every single Metal Gear Solid mainline Metal Gear Solid game, we can uh, we can finish. Is that a wrap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, it's over. All Again, right, this, this thanks, podcast everybody. is done. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning Thank in, you. everybody. Thanks for all the participants. Join the website's canceled. <laughs> Shut it it's down. Not, it's not canceled <laughs> yet, but we'll we'll have to redistribute the resources soon. Yep, <laughs> this will be our final podcast. Thank you, everybody. Stay safe in the hurricanes. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Adam's being serious or not right now. Is <laughs> a scary amount of conviction in his voice. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, he's either like, he like a great actor or like he's telling the truth. And... Like he may know something that I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Adam, why don't you share what's going on, hey, buddy? John, John's a showrunner of this. I thought I was uh, until I got this, yeah. this episode. <laughs> Telling me to pack up my desk. <laughs> your desk just... at home. <laughs> you move out of your own house. <laughs> You're done. Pack it up. Get out of here. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye.